It's Wednesday, February 19th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. President Trump on Tuesday handed out a slew of pardons and commutations, ranging from former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich to former San Francisco 49ers Edward DiBartolo. Specifically with the former governor, he was sentenced to 14 years for corruption charges, including trying to sell an appointment to Barack Obama's old Senate seat, and this was all in exchange for campaign contributions. He served a little over half of his sentence, and Trump said he had been treated very unfairly. Brett Samuels, White House reporter at The Hill, joins us for more. Next, we talk about a man named Derek Murphy, who has an unusual hobby. He exposes cheaters in marathons and other endurance races. He runs a website called MarathonInvestigations.com and uses a variety of techniques to root out those that have cheated. One such runner he outed was Frank Meza, a 70-year-old doctor who got caught cheating in the Los Angeles Marathon last year. Unfortunately, Meza later killed himself after he was exposed because he could no longer stand the scrutiny. Derek Murphy says he was not targeting Meza, just that he wanted to maintain the integrity of the sport. Still, his website is filled with many instances of others cheating the system. Gordy Megro, contributor to Wired, joins us for more on the man that catches marathon cheaters. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in. I'm not even thinking about that. There's a process that people are going through. These are unrelated situations where people have done a great job with very, very strong recommendations, but we haven't thought about that yet. Right now, there's a process. I think Roger Stone's been treated unfairly. I think General Flynn has been treated very unfairly. I think a lot of people have been treated very unfairly. Joining us now is Brett Samuels, White House reporter at The Hill. Thanks for joining us, Brett. Thank you guys for having me. President Trump on Tuesday announced a host of commutations and pardons for a range of people. One of them most notably was Rod Blagojevich. He was the former governor of Illinois. He had been, oddly enough, you know, the president has constantly said, you know, he wants to root out corruption and things like that. He was actually convicted on a bunch of corruption charges. I think he attempted to exchange an appointment to Barack Obama's old Senate seat for campaign contributions. There was also something about a children's hospital. Brett, let's start there. Let's talk about Rod Blagojevich. So as you mentioned, the former Illinois governor, he had served out a little more than half of a 14-year prison sentence for those charges for trying to sell Barack Obama's old Senate seat once he took office in the White House, and also for trying to extort the executive of a children's hospital to get campaign contributions. So a range of corruption charges that he was due to be released in May 2024 for those. But the president had mulled commuting his sentence for more than a year. It had been a subject of debate within the White House, and he had signaled at a couple different points that he was expected or he was planning to commute the governor's sentence, only to kind of drop it in the face of opposition from Republicans in Illinois, interestingly enough, who said it would set a bad precedent and essentially let someone off the hook who was the face of corruption in the state. But today, he finally went ahead with it. He signed off on the commutation and the governor should be out in the next couple of days. And, you know, we saw in response, the delegation of Republicans in Congress from Illinois put out a statement expressing some frustration with that move by the president. So even though it had been in the works for a while, it was not something that everyone accepted necessarily with open arms. In a lot of these cases and these commutations and pardons, there were people that had the president's ear that were saying, hey, you know, this guy got a bad rap, et cetera, et cetera. One in particular, I mean, I the president hadn't even acknowledged that he's seen Blagojevich's wife, Patty, on Fox News, making the case, pleading for it. I think Rod Blagojevich himself also made a plea to give him a pardon or commutation. So definitely something that the president had been eyeing for quite some time. 
you mentioned Patty Blagojevich would go on Fox News from time to time over the last couple of years to essentially make her husband's case and sort of appeal directly to the president, who is a known Fox News watcher, why she thought her husband deserved to have his sentence commuted or reduced. Rob Blagojevich wrote an op-ed at the start of the year that essentially ripped Democrats for impeaching him to try and get on the president's good side in that way. So, you know, we've seen people, they know that the way to get in front of the president's eyes and ears is to go through Fox News, to go through certain media outlets. And we even saw in a couple of these other cases of people who had their sentences commuted or who were pardoned today, Maria Bartiromo in one case was someone who had advocated for that person. So just kind of evidence abound that if you want to get in the president's ears and in front of his eyes, that Fox News is certainly one of the best ways to go for that. Right. I think he even said, the president had said, you know, I I pay attention to the people that know these people well to help him make his decisions. What about Edward DiBartolo? He's the former San Francisco's 49ers owner. He was with them when they won five championships. In the 90s, he pled to a felony charge for failing to report that a former Louisiana governor was trying to extort him. What went on there? So yeah, this was a case where he did not serve any jail time. I believe he had two years of probation and he paid a fine. So he, he, you know, pardoned him of this charge that he had pleaded guilty to. And in further evidence that it's really about who you know with this president to get your case in front of him, there was sort of an impromptu little press conference at the White House today where a number of famous NFL players who played on the 49ers or who knew Mr. DiBartolo, Jim Brown, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, among them, they essentially came out and said why they thought this was a good move for the president, why they supported this pardon for the former 49ers owner. So just more evidence that if you know the right people who can get your case in front of the president's eyes, it's all the more to your benefit. One of the other people that had a pardon was former NYPD Commissioner Bernie Carrick. He was the head of the NYPD during the September 11th attacks. What was his case? How did he get pardoned in this? So he had been convicted on a tax fraud and a couple other charges. He had served some some jail time for that. I believe it was in 2010 he was convicted. But again, you know, the White House put out a list of, of all the folks who were pardoned or had their sentences commuted today. And with each individual, they listed out who advocated for their case to the White House. And in Bernie Carrick's case, it was really a laundry list of people who were big-time players in Trump world. Uh, Sheldon Adelson, who's one of the president's biggest donors, Rupert Murdoch, Rudy Giuliani, Kevin McCarthy, just a number of people who were really influential in the president's circle who supported Bernie Carrick being pardoned. We get these all the time, obviously, throughout a president's tenure in the office. One of the big conversations that had been going on was, whether the president would offer a pardon or something like that to Roger Stone, who is due to be sentenced on Thursday, I believe. So he'll probably let that play out before he tries to make any type of decision there. But that's another one that the president has kind of left up in the air. Definitely. That's the one that a lot of people are watching, certainly, to see how he reacts, given all the furor last week about the president tweeting about Roger Stone and calling the initial sentence recommendation a miscarriage of justice. So there'll be plenty of eyes watching whether he intervenes in that case to either pardon Roger Stone or commute his sentence, depending on what is handed down by the judge later this week. But, you know, he was asked about it again today. The president was. And he has repeatedly shrugged it off and said he hasn't thought about it. But certainly there are reports out there that he's been discussing it with aides to kind of take the temperature on it. So that's not something that's going away anytime soon. And certainly once the sentence comes out, the speculation will only intensify, I'm sure. Brett Samuels, White House reporter at The Hill. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I look at all the data that's available after a marathon. That includes the race results with timing splits, um, photographs on the course, and... 
a runner's previous results to try to flag runners to look at more closely. When I first thought of cheating a race, like most people, I thought of uh, course cutting. Joining us now is Gordy Magro, contributor to Wired. Thanks for joining us, Gordy. Thanks for having me. We're going to be talking about a man named Derek Murphy, who runs a website called Marathon Investigation. And what he does there, uh, it's kind of an unusual hobby that he has. He exposes cheaters in endurance races, shorter races also, but mostly marathons. And he has, uh, as I said, a full website. You go on it and you see he kind of profiles a different racer who might have been caught cheating. And the way he goes about it is by comparing split times, using photo analysis, the detective work done pretty accurately, I guess. And so, you know, he's been going on this. And one guy in particular that he caught was a runner named Frank Meza. For those who might know the story, he actually committed suicide last year after being caught in all this. But Gordy, tell us a little bit about Derek Murphy, and then let's get into the story about Frank Meza. Sure. Uh, Derek started his website, MarathonInvestigation.com, about four years ago. Uh, He's an amateur runner himself. He competed in a few marathons and um, would go on Let's Run, which is a, a forum for runners. And he, you know, had noticed that a few people had been accused of cheating in races, mostly by cutting courses. And Derek wondered if there weren't a lot more people doing this. And he sort of started to dig into that and almost immediately found that somebody had was cheating. And um, so he posted what he found to Let's Run. And one of the commenters on the forum said, somebody should be doing this more, you know, full time or what or whatever. And Derek said, I'll do it. And he started his website, Marathon Investigation. And over the years, he's caught uh, quite a few people cheating in races, mostly by cutting courses, but also uh, by doing something that they call bib muling, which is, um, you know, giving a faster runner your bib. And that's mostly done so that they can qualify for races that they otherwise wouldn't get into, like the Boston Marathon. Right. One of the premier marathons in the country. Derek Murphy is a data analyst for a health insurance company. So he kind of, this is kind of in his wheelhouse, looking at a lot of Excel sheets and data and time splits, as I was saying, but he wanted to do this to keep the integrity intact for the sport. So let's get into a little bit more on how he does this. He looks at race splits. A lot of times the bibs that runners have, have little RFID chips in them. And when they run over a certain mat, you know, at at a mile marker or something like that, it it logs that split for there. And that's one of the primary resources he uses to catch these people. Right. So that's what he looks at first. He'll he'll look at split times. Uh, If there's a a split in the race that looks anomalous, he will dig in a little bit further. Um, You know, for example, if he sees a split that uh, you, know, you know, during the, the latter part of the race is a minute or two faster than any of the other splits in the race, then there's a good chance that that person probably skipped a part of the course. Um, what he'll do then is he'll uh, look at the race photos from the race um, to see if, you know, they're consistent. Like if, if somebody has jumped off the course, then they, they'll stop showing up in the race photos. Um, and so he'll look at the sequence of photos and if somebody has gone from the course or sometimes, as in the case with Frank Meza, if somebody looks like they're coming back on the course from the sidewalk or perhaps riding a bicycle or something like that, then it's pretty clear that they probably have, have cheated in the race. 
I mean, there was even a time, I think it might have been with Meza also, where he noticed that he was wearing two watches and, and, you know, he was maybe trying to kind of game the system that way and time himself out so he knew when he could jump back into the race. Let's talk a little bit more about Frank Meza because he was a very interesting case. He was a 70-year-old doctor from South Pasadena. He was very much into running. He coached at local schools. He coached a lot of cross-country runners, things like that. And he was in the Los Angeles Marathon. This was just last year, 2019. And a lot of people, I guess, had submitted those photos that you were talking about, about him entering from like a different cross street or something. And that set off Murphy to investigate him. Yeah, uh, Frank Meza is a, is a really well, was a really well-liked person in his community. Um, he was a prominent doctor. Uh, uh, did a lot of work for the um, poor communities in that area. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he was, um, you know, he, he people had posted photos actually to Let's Run that made it look as though Frank was uh, coming from the sidewalk back onto the course. And uh, Derek Murphy uh then uh, did his research and found a huge cache of photos, like 600 photos that were taken with an official race camera. And he put all those photos together into a video sequence. And it showed that Meza not only was coming from the sidewalk, sidewalk back onto the course, but that he didn't appear in the video, you know, in any of the photos prior to coming back onto the course. So it was pretty strong evidence that he probably wasn't on the course prior to, you know, coming from the sidewalk back onto the course. And when Meza was confronted with these photos, I think he said that he had gone off the course because he had to pee and he had previously done it in another race and he lost, I don't know, two or three minutes. He was determined not to do it this time. So he just peed on a wall, like not too far away and then jumped back in. That was kind of the uh, excuse that he had used. What happened after the news had come out? What happened to Meza and Murphy as well? Well, so so Murphy, uh, you know, did his first post about Frank Meza. He, he had communicated with him several times back and forth via email and had said to Dr. Meza that he was going to post his story and that it was his determination that Frank Meza had cheated. And Frank Meza broke off communication with Murphy and said, it's obvious that you're trying to shame me or something to that effect. And Derek posted his story. And eventually, Frank Meza was disqualified from the Los Angeles Marathon based on Murphy's findings. Um, uh, we, we have to assume that because the LA Marathon doesn't, won't actually confirm that, but um, we have to assume that it was based on what Murphy had discovered. So, Frank, um, you know, uh, I think he was he was upset and he was fired from his uh, coaching job, his, his vo- essentially volunteer coaching job at the high school. Um, he was pretty despondent. Um, and Murphy, uh, you know, continued to write more stories about Dr. Mesla. He um, had found that he had cheated in a couple other marathons. And he, you know, I think he posted three more stories. Uh, talking about uh, how how uh, Dr. Messa had cheated at, at a marathon in Phoenix and one in San Francisco, and these were all throughout the years. And one morning, the morning of July 4th, Murphy published his final story about Meza, and we don't know if Meza read that story, but he went for a run that morning or told his wife he was going for a run. He drove her car to uh, a trailhead near um, Dodger Stadium, 
uh, ran to a bridge above a dry riverbed and jumped off. Very unfortunate story. And like I said, I lived out here in the Los Angeles area. So that was definitely a story that was going around that people were noticing shortly after it had happened. For his part, Derek Murphy says, I was just kind of reporting on it. I know the family blames him for you know bringing light to all that stuff. But Derek Murphy for himself just continues to say, I was just doing it to maintain integrity in the sport. You got a chance actually to go out with Derek Murphy on one of his uh, kind of sting operations, I guess, you know, to try to track somebody and see if they were cheating. How did that go for you? Well, yeah, so Derek doesn't typically go out and catch people in the act. He usually does all of his uh, investigative work from behind his computer, looking at race results and photos and, and, and the and that sort of thing. But um, in this case, he had done all this work on this uh, woman who is a runner uh, and race director in San Antonio, Texas, and her name is Parvana Moyetti, and she actually held or, uh, the Guinness World Record for most consecutive marathons run in a day or in a in a year. I'm sorry, and um, the most marathons run in a year, and. He had found that she was listed in the results of a race in Nepal and just like a day later was listed in the results of her, her own race series that she has in San Antonio. And Murphy uh, believed that what she was doing was just putting herself into the race results. So he presented this information to Guinness and they said that it wasn't enough proof. So he decided the, the only way to catch her was to catch her in the act. So he went down there in February. He invited me to come along. Uh, we, you know, hung out there the entire day and watched this woman not run her own race. Uh, and then uh, she inserted herself into the results a couple of days later. It was actually yeah. kind of a funny scenario. She was selling books related to her running career and all. And I guess Derek went up to her and said, hey, this is you. You're a legend. Let's take a picture and all. And then, like you said, later on, she inserted herself into the race results, I think finishing like 10th or something is what happened. Right. And and as far as we could tell, there weren't even 10 runners in the marathon. So there's, you know, I think it was pretty obvious that she was, in fact, doing that. And um uh, he presented that in from uh, what he, what we found in San Antonio to Guinness, and they did eventually disqualify her, uh, disqualify her her Guinness World Records. And Derek still runs the website. I was just on it earlier today. I think he you know he had some recent posts and calling people out. He takes submissions from everybody. Really, it could be a huge marathon. It could be a very small race. I think his bar. He said is if at least five people are telling me somebody might be cheating, then he looks into it. I would say that his mission is to preserve the integrity of the sport, whether or not you believe um, the way that he does that is right or wrong, I, I guess is um, up to uh, the reader. But um, but that's, you know, he's fairly resolute in his um, in his mission. Gordy Magro, contributor to Wired. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. That's it for today. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of The Daily Dive is produced by Victor Wright and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your Daily Dive. <laughs>